That day, my mom threw a big party and she appeared in front of a crowd in splendid clothes. Mommy, you look great! I rushed over and hugged her, but unfortunately, my sweat dropped on her skirt. Get out of the way, Milka! Don't be stupid! You're ruining my dress! Mom yelled angrily and dragged me into my room. Sitting alone in the dark, I hugged myself and cried. Hi, I'm Milka. Ever since I was a kid, I've suffered from hyperhidrosis disorder, known as uncontrollable sweating. When I feel nervous, my whole body becomes excessively wet. Not only was I bullied at school and called smelly Mika, but I was also estranged from my own mother. As a wealthy businesswoman, she greatly valued appearance. She often complained about my sweaty body and always seemed to avoid touching me. Gradually, I became self-deprecating and insecure. On my first day in high school, to avoid being the target of bullying like in a middle school, I tried to hide my sweating disorder. I spent two hours in the bathroom to wash up, spray a lot of perfume, and even put two tampons under my arms to prevent sweating from running down my shirt. Without throughout preparation, I was looking for a great new beginning. However, it seems I was too optimistic. When I just entered the class, Daisy, the school's most popular girl, suddenly coughed and grimaced. OMG, whose cheap perfume is that? My beautiful nose is being tortured. Then, she held her nose, trying to figure out where the scent was coming from. In a panic, I quickly waved my hand around to make my scent disappear. But it was useless because very soon, Daisy discovered me. So, it's you. Why am I not surprised? Only losers give off a cheap smell like that. The whole class burst into laughter after her words. While I was utterly embarrassed, James, Daisy's boyfriend, appeared. He apologized to me for his girlfriend's rudeness then made an excuse to drag her away. His kind action and handsome face greatly impressed me. That afternoon during PE class, I nervously approached James. I wanted to thank him for helping me out of that embarrassing situation, but the moment I touched his back, I was shocked to find that the sweat on my hands was already on his shirt. What's up? Oh, sorry. I, I got your shirt dirty. Let me wipe it for you. Then, I panicked and wiped the sweat off his back. But the more I worried, the sweatier I got. Suddenly, Daisy rushed over and pushed me down. What are you doing? Stay away from my boyfriend, you pathetic loser! When James helped me to my feet, the two tampons I had stuck under my arm fell off. Seeing that, Daisy and everyone in the class left their butts off. I was so embarrassed that I burst into tears and ran away. Thought that was more than enough of a bad day. But no, I continued to have trouble with my mother. Milka, why do you always look so messy? Pay more attention to your look. I angrily vented all the anger in my heart. Mom, stop it! I'm tired of being bullied at school all day only to be criticized again at home. What? Have you been bullied? My own mother doesn't love me. How can others do? After saying that, I disheartedly left. From that day on, I stopped talking to my mom. No matter how hard she tried to communicate, I always made excuses no. to avoid her. 
I also tried to stay in the shadows when I was at school, so no one would notice me. Until one day during biology class, the teacher asked us to work in pairs for an assignment. When I was ready to work alone, Jane suddenly approached me. Milka, do you want to pair up with me? Me? What about Daisy? Well, we just broke up last week. She was always jealous for no reason. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. Anyway, I was hoping that you can help me get better at this subject. I know you're one of the smartest <laughs> girls around. To James' compliment, I happily agreed. So, from that day on, we started studying together and gradually became close. James always complimented me on my intelligence and likability. As for me, I was drawn by his kindness. Once, when he came to my house to study, James shared with me his biggest passion. It's rugby. After graduating, he wanted to attend Columbia University to continue his passion. However, the tuition was too expensive. So James needed to do his best for an upcoming game to get a scholarship. I also shared with James about my love for composing music and my dream to be on stage one day to sing the songs I had composed. However, because I was always bullied and felt insecure about myself, I never dared to do it. One day, when my school announced about a musical talent contest, James convinced me to join it. To encourage me, he even signed up to join me up on stage. To encourage me, he even signed up to join me on stage. Although we only won third place. After what James did for us, I felt so much happier and more confident than before. When everything was going well, something unexpected happened. That day, when I was talking to James, Daisy suddenly attacked me. You loser! Stay away from my boyfriend! He just pities you! Your mother hired James to be your friend! You're lying! James, what she said isn't true, is it? But in response to me, he remained silent. I was so hurt and angry that despite him trying to explain, I just coldly left. When I got home, I rushed to my mom's office. You think I'm so pathetic that I need a hard friend? Milka, listen. I just want the best for you. That's enough, mom! Leave me alone! I don't want to see you anymore! Without missing a bit, I ran away. From that day on, I locked myself in my room and cut off all contact with James. In order not to see mom and him again, I asked my dad to be transferred to a boarding school. While I was packing, my mom suddenly entered my room. She apologized to me and asked for a chance to explain. She said that, after learning that I was hurt because of her carelessness and for being bullied at school, she had regretted it so much. Mom wanted to talk to me but I always had avoided her. That's why the day she saw James come into her house to do homework, she bribed him into becoming my friend. But Milka, after knowing you for a while, the boy has returned the money. James likes you a lot and he likes you for who you are, not for money. He even signed up for a singing contest with you that I've never asked of him. Though I was utterly surprised by what mom said, after what had happened, I just couldn't trust her anymore. On the last day I went to school with my dad to withdraw my application, I accidentally ran into Daisy. As soon as she saw me, she got irritated. Loser! You think you're worthy of James? Enough, Daisy. I don't want to argue. I don't understand what's so great about you that James willing to give up his important match. 
Not only that, but he dares to refuse to come back to me. What? It's because of your silly singing contest. James dropped out of his important game just to enter it. What does get by doing that? Daisy's word made me realize that my mom was telling the truth. James really liked me as a friend. He was willing to sacrifice his dream to help me achieve mine. I met James soon after and we had an honest talk. After we understood everything, James and I both wanted to continue being good friends. Not only that, my relationship with my mom has also improved. She realized that sometimes she acted so heartless that it hurt me. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... Hi guys, I'm Rachel, but you can just call me Ray. My story is about how our family came to live on an island, and we lived there all alone, we thought. It all started on a normal Friday night. My dad had a family meeting. In the living room, my parents, me, and my dim-witted brother, Jack. Dad proudly declared, I've worked hard and finally saved the right amount for my dream. My brother asked, How much did it add up to? $300 million. Dad proudly replied. We all whistled in amazement. Well, I should tell you that my dad had started his own stationery company when he was young, working and saving all his life. So when I realized where he was going, I exclaimed, please don't tell me you bought it after all. My father interrupted my pathetic cry. I bought an island and we're moving. No! I was only 16 years old. And you must understand, I had my life all set up. School, friends, a boyfriend I was secretly in love with. I didn't want to change anything. So when Dad sent us packing, I protested. But Mom reassured me a little. Ray, it's summer. We'll live there for a bit. You'll love it. Mom, that's ridiculous. What island? But it's Daddy's dream. He cares about us. Give him a chance. I puffed up like that spiny fish, showing my displeasure, but still went to my room to pack my bags. In the morning, our whole family was on the pier, waiting for the boat. Instead of a beautiful yacht, came a cargo ship. All of us climbed aboard. Dad walked past the huge containers and narrated, This is where we keep our groceries. I only took the ones that don't spoil quickly. He pointed to the next one. Here are the building materials. That's when my dumb brother decided to get involved. He pointed to the largest container and yelled, And this is where all of Rachel's clothes are, right? Dad and my brother laughed. At that moment, I felt the ship move. It took us two whole days to get to the island. By the way, it turned out that my brother Jack gets seasick. So I had fun watching him suffer. So what? He makes fun of me. Well, finally, we made it. Huge containers were stacked right on the shore. And a little further away, my Robinson daddy decided to set up a camp. All day long, we were setting up bungalows. 
and at some point I got so bored I said, I'm going for a walk around the island. Daddy wanted to say something to me, but Mom said I needed to be alone. In fact, I wanted to call my friend Shelly and complain to her. I wandered around the island looking for a place where I could get a signal, but no luck. And then I saw the highest mountain. As I mustered my strength, I decided to climb it. It wasn't easy, and I crawled on all fours for the last hundred meters. After catching my breath, I took out my phone, but there was still no signal. I rushed around the mountaintop, but all in vain. We were cut off from the outside world. Suddenly, I stepped on something soft and hot. I jerked my foot away sharply. There were embers from a fire, and it seemed as if it was still burning not long ago. An extraordinary thought crossed my mind. If someone made a fire, then we're not alone here after all. And at the same moment, I heard some rustling in the bushes. I screamed like a lunatic. I rushed off this mountain. I didn't stop until I got to camp. My mother met me at our camp. What happened? After such a marathon, I could barely get it out. There's someone else on the island. Dad and my brother just laughed. Dad said, of course there are, rodents and birds, but no one besides them. Dad didn't even want to listen to me, which made me very angry. Soon it got dark, and after dinner, we all went to bed, but we didn't get much sleep. I was awakened by a wrestling noise. I decided to check it out. I didn't want to wake up my family, well, they wouldn't believe me anyway. I switched on the flashlight on my phone and went to explore. The sound was coming from the shore, from where the containers with our things were. As I got closer, I saw that one of the doors was open. I took a rock and threw it inside. There was a loud, ouch! After that, someone's shadow ran out of the container. I could have sworn it was a human. It ran into the bushes. I rushed after it. But as I was making my way through the bushes, I lost the thief. Now I knew for sure we were not alone. After closing the container, I headed back to camp. In the morning, I told my brother what had happened during the night. You must have seen a monkey, he answered. The only monkey here is you. Oh, you probably crawled in there yourself last night to get something to eat. Ah, shut up and help me catch the thief. All right, there's nothing else to do here anyway, my brother agreed. I took a stick and scribbled a drawing of a trap in the sand. We spent the evening making it. And when we were done, we high-fived each other. Jack proudly declared, Here, now when the thief opens the door, the net will shoot at him and we'll get him. Then my brother and I hid in the bushes and waited. Well, truth be told, Jack fell asleep very quickly, leaving me alone on guard duty. Suddenly, I saw the same figure creep up to the container door. He opened the door, hiding behind it like a shield. The net shot out and fell to the ground. The thief, as if nothing had happened, made his way inside, like he knew about the trap. I yelled loudly to frighten the thief, and then I rushed towards him. The burglar, however, tripped me. I stumbled and flew inside the box. I tried to get out, but he slammed the door. The goddamn thief outplayed me and wiped me out. I started pounding on the door, hoping someone would hear me, and it worked. A minute later, the door was opened by my satisfied brother. I shouted, what are you so happy about? We missed him. You missed him, I didn't. There was a thief lying in the sand, tangled in the net. My brother managed to catch him. We got closer. 
The thief started growling and kicking. When we got a closer look, we realized that it was a girl, and she was our age. Jack said, We got a savage! You're a savage! Get me out of here! shouted the thief. We were shocked that she could talk. All right, but promise me you won't run away, I said. The girl reluctantly nodded. Freeing herself from the net, she shook herself off and said, I'm Erica. How did you end up on the island? Jack asked. Erica sighed and told us her story. Erica's father wanted to send her to study in Switzerland, but the girl didn't want to. She stole her father's sailboat to punish him, but she got caught in a storm. The girl fell overboard and lost consciousness, and then she woke up on the island. That was three months ago, maybe more, Erica added. Jack and I both whistled. But why didn't you come to us in the first place? What if you're slave traders or cannibals? She added, I want to go home. When are you sailing off? Tomorrow? The day after tomorrow? But my brother intervened. But we're not planning to leave. My father bought this island. What? But I thought... Erica cried. She turned around and ran into the jungle. My brother wanted to chase after her, but I stopped him. In the morning, we told our parents everything. Mom was silent, and Dad started laughing again. But to everyone's surprise, Erica walked into the bungalow. Dad was abruptly silent. Erica asked in a commanding voice, A ship with provisions ought to be coming to you. When? Father answered confusedly, At the end of the summer. Erica was upset, and she sat down next to us. She snatched the chocolate from Jack's hands and swallowed it whole. Jack didn't like that and called Erica a slob. The girl, of course, was offended. So she went to the beach. I decided to talk to her. Erica was, after all, surviving on the island on her own. She's a girl from a rich family. She is probably struggling here. In the sunlight, I was able to get a better look at Erica. She did look like a savage. That's when I realized I knew what could cheer any girl up. I ran back to my room and got a little backpack. And then I handed it to her. Erica was surprised and opened the bag. When she saw what was inside, her eyes lit up with happiness. She shouted, Real shampoo and cream, even makeup. Yes, this is my gift to you. She hugged me so hard that my bones cracked. After getting the backpack, Erica ran off into the jungle again. She didn't show up until the evening. My brother was eating soup when she came in. Erica looked gorgeous. Long, silky hair, makeup. Jack even dropped his plate of hot soup in astonishment. My brother jumped up and started pacing around the bungalow. After making sure he was all right, we all shared a good laugh. Jack was no longer rude to our guest. He spent the whole evening wooing her and trying to give her something to eat. He seemed to have a crush on her. But Erica didn't reciprocate my brother's feelings. She still remembered how Jack had insulted her. The summer was coming to an end, and Dad was starting to get tired. He admitted that his idea of living on the island was quite silly. Now we were all counting down the days together when the ship would arrive. One day, Erica was teaching Jack and me how to fish. Jack asked the girl, So, how do you throw a spear properly? Erica giggled and said to me, Ray, will you show him? I swung and threw the spear in my brother's direction. The spear landed right next to his leg. The guy yelled, Are you sick? Were you trying to kill me? I grabbed the spear and pulled it out of the water. 
there was a fish fluttering on the tip of the spear. I missed because I was aiming for you, I told Jack with a sneer. Suddenly, Erica pointed her hand somewhere in the distance and yelled, The ship! Ship! We turned around. There was a ship heading towards the island. The three of us ran to warn our parents. A few hours later, we were already loading our belongings on board. Of course, it was Erica who was the happiest of all. She kept rushing us. Come on, what are you doing? Hurry up! We were all ready for twilight. Erica and I stood on the deck and admired the stars. But it was Jack who spoiled the moment. He got seasick again and dumped everything he'd eaten at dinner overboard. Well, this time I felt a little sorry for him. Two days later, we were already in port. A black limousine was also parked there. A man who looked a lot like the rich man from Monopoly got out of it. Erica ran toward him. They hugged each other. It was her father. Don't ever run away from me again, he said with tears in his eyes. Not unless you send me to another country, Erica answered, also with tears in her eyes. I promise. Erica and her dad got into the limo and the car took off. Now tears were running down my cheeks. She left without even saying goodbye. But the limo turned around. Erica jumped out of it and hugged each of us, even Jack. To me, she said, Did you really think I was going to leave like this? And she hugged me tight again. She handed me a card with a number on it. Call me. Let's go to the movies this weekend, said my new friend. I'll definitely call, I smiled. Can I come with you? asked Jack. We'll think about it, Erica and I said at the same time. Anyway, it ended well. Erica mended her relationship with her father, our dad went back to business, and I met my best friend. How did you meet your best friend? Write it in the comments. Like this video, and make sure you subscribe to the channel. Bye! No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought, as I sat in the cave, no one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily and my mom's making me get married so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm because she made me work as a janitor in the winter and then one morning when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down and blacked out and when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain but instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, You did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is, we're pretty well off and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her. 
I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims. I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up. And I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away and I yelled at my mom and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work. So there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill. And no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably wouldn't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice gold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumstein songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason, 
Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost, Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever because he's insanely rich, and he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother, my ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me. 
and it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together, and then one night, Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to, and I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing, and he has nowhere else to go, because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out, because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. You all know I adore that silly girl. I patted Whitney's cheek, and she jokingly poked me on the side. We adore you too, our dear subscribers, added Whitney. See you again soon. Ciao. I sent an air kiss to the camera, and we finished the broadcast. Get your hands off me, goat. I hissed angrily and pushed Whitney away. Don't touch me, you fool. She waved her fist at me. I hope this is our last broadcast. I can't stand you any longer. It's mutual, Trisha. Whitney finally left, and I was able to exhale in peace. Hi, my name is Trisha, and I have to pretend to be friends with my nemesis for the sake of the hype. Whitney and I were never friends, and we've disliked each other since primary school. This upstart pissed me off so much that we were literally fighting every day. You won't believe it, but at one point, our parents even stopped being called to the principal's office because everyone is fed up with our feud. When we moved to high school, the feud only intensified. The first love and attention only fueled our hatred. As it happens, we were the prettiest girls in school, and I had to make all sorts of shenanigans with Whitney to hold on to the lead. I messed up her hair and clothes, set her up in front of the cool guys, and tried to turn her studies into a nightmare. But Whitney was a tough nut to crack. One Valentine's Day, she did me so bad that I've been cleaning up the aftermath for a year. Whitney sent all the nerds Valentine's cards on my behalf, signed in my handwriting and with a print of red lipstick. She even spritzed the Valentines with the same perfume as mine. She wrote that I was ready to go on a date with each of the nerds. After all, they are worthy of attention despite their lame appearance and an irresistible craving for video games and anime. The whole pimple army just flooded me with messages and they even started hitting on me at school. In the end, the cool guys started laughing at me and the stubborn nerds waited for their moment of stardom. I even had to close my social media pages. And that is a big blow to my ratings. After that, I ordered myself a huge pillow with Whitney's face on it. And every day, I'd hit it as hard as I could, taking out all my anger. But worst of all, it started when I transferred to another school. 
or rather not just me, but that upstart Whitney. I was ready to spit venom. There she was again. However, the children at the new school thought first that we were just friends in a fight, and word spread around the school about cool girls like us. We can take down a couple of local school queens and take the crown away from them. These words made our sense of self-importance break through the ceiling, and we decided that we could certainly use that kind of popularity. Meeting at the best pizzeria, Whitney and I have decided to sign a temporary truce. I'm willing to put up with you for that. I'm 70% fame, you're 30, Whitney declared. What? I'm 80 and you're 20. I got angry. Sure, chicken. You're the chicken. I took the juice and threw it in her face. We got into a fight and tore down the nearest tables. And so it was up to me and Whitney, blazing with anger, to wash all the dishes in the cafe to pay the fine, as we didn't have enough money. One way or another, we came to a common decision. And the next day, two classmates, Whitney and Trisha, showed up at school. The boys ran after us like puppies. But the girls didn't like it. Naturally, conspiracies began to form against us. But hardened fighters like us coped with these attacks together. Courtney and Suzanne, the local queens of the school, they didn't want to give us the upper hand. And I had a plan to stomp on them. Whitney, remember your Valentine's Day stunt? Of course I remember. It's the best surgery I've ever had. I made you a real sucker. Whitney laughed quite a bit. I couldn't stand it and we had a fight, breaking each other's nails and messing up each other's hair. However, we implemented our plan with Valentine's. Whitney did everything like a true master framer. And so Courtney and Suzanne are being chased by a mob of nerds and the other guys laughed dismissively at them. We won, but to stop there would have been foolish. And so our shared blog on all social media was born. We've won the hearts of thousands of viewers. But behind the scenes, we were ready to eat each other up every day. Donations, likes, fame, and dates with cool guys were the best reward for patience. But then something happened that I didn't even expect from Whitney. On another broadcast, she suddenly offered her subscribers a poll. Who is the coolest girl between the two of us after all? I, of course, wanted to finish the broadcast quickly, but the audience liked the idea. Voting began to gain momentum. Whitney was suddenly winning by a huge margin. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, thank you, my darlings, said Whitney in a sweet voice. Thank you, but I don't think it's fair to poor Trisha. You know what? I give the title of the coolest girl to her. Whitney ostentatiously put the crown on me and jumped with joy. I was shocked and I didn't know what to say. When the broadcast ended, I even decided to thank Whitney. I didn't expect that from you. Thank you, Whitney. I lowered my gaze modestly. I think we should stop feuding, Trisha. We are a great team. We hugged and I felt a strange lightness. When I got home, I even threw away the battering cushion with Whitney's face on it. The truce has even cheered me up. I didn't notice how the boys started to treat us. Whitney was basking in the glory, and all I got was condescending and pitiful smiles and compliments. It was only then that it dawned on me. Whitney made a poor lamb out of me. She, like a kind fairy, gave me the crown, encouraged everyone to spoil me with likes and comments, and she was gaining popularity herself. You hear that, fairy godmother? 
I'm going to rip your hair out. I pounced on Whitney right before the shoot. It's taking you a long time, Trisha. Grinned the cheeky girl. Poor thing, I'm only trying to shelter you in my shadow from trouble. I'm going to rip your hair out. We started fighting again. I made such a mess of Whitney that she was sure she wasn't going to live. But Whitney showed herself confidently on camera. Suddenly, she started telling everyone that she was just sick. But she came to the broadcast for me. For me! And she began to bask in the glory rays again. But I got a lot of disapproving comments. That same day, I bought a new pillow with Whitney's picture on it. Only this time in full size. And beat her until she ran out of strength. Oh, how she pisses me off! This broadcast is where my story began. And it will end with my victory, rest assured. At another meeting with subscribers, I decided that the poor lamb would be Whitney and slipped a laxative into her milkshake. Oh, there was no face on Whitney, and I groomed her in every way possible. At the same time, talking to everyone else and hanging out. Trisha, we think we better get together another time. Subscribers gathered around Whitney. Yes, Whitney's not feeling well. She needs to rest. Come on, let's party! I jumped up on a chair and started dancing. The truth is that it only made everyone angry. And then Whitney turned to the others with a faint smile. Guys, let Trisha have some fun. She really needs it now. Don't worry about me. And she collapsed. I went from being a poor lamb to a disgusting toad. Enough! That's enough! I shouted. Listen, we're not friends. We've hated each other since we were kids. I hate Whitney, and she hates me. We fight and quarrel all the time. Come on, Whitney, tell them the truth. Oh, you poor thing. Whitney came up to me. Trisha, if you want, I'll give you our blog. Don't hurt my heart with words like that. Whitney squeezed out a tear. After that, I was almost thrown out of the party right into the street. I had to block all my social media again because I've been inundated with angry messages. And at school, I even had to eat lunch in the backyard next to the most accomplished losers. But the wrangling with Whitney has stopped. It was as if we no longer existed for each other. Whitney continued to blog alone and I concentrated on my studies because college is only a month away. My whole life has turned gray. I had money and no matter what, the guys were still chasing me. But something very important is missing, without which every day was dreary and monotonous. I noticed that Whitney too, despite her fame, is not glowing with happiness. We were just passing through, and for a month, we haven't even said a word to each other. So I wanted to hear something from her, even if it was just another insult. I denied with all my might that I missed Whitney. We've been feuding for so long that I realized with horror that she was the closest human I had. I got a boyfriend, but even he couldn't fill that void. The night before graduation, I felt so sad that I stopped hitting the pillow with Whitney's face and hugged it. It's not hard to guess that I was the outsider at the prom. Even my boyfriend was scared to be around me, and he ended up just leaving me alone to dance. At one point, a huge piñata with my picture on it was dragged onto the dance floor, and they started beating her with bats to get the sweets. And I was breathless with resentment. 
That's enough! Are you animals? Whitney came out to them. She deserved it! Shouted someone from the crowd. I was sure it was another one of Whitney's plans and just watched it all holding back tears. In the end, I couldn't stand it and decided to leave the prom. And I've been dreaming of it for so long. This part of the hall was very dark and I thought it was a great chance to slip away. But then someone sat down next to me and sighed heavily. I didn't think prom was gonna suck so badly. Was Whitney's voice. Are you serious? Gloating? I snapped. But in my heart, I was glad she came to me. No, this has gone too far, Trisha. I didn't want it to. There was silence, but we stayed seated next to each other. Why don't we go and sit down at our favorite pizza place? She suddenly asked. Are you trying to poison me? You've got lots of friends here. Hang out with them. Friends, Whitney grinned. I thought long and hard about friendship. And you know what I realized? Because of our feud, I've never had a friend closer than you. I know the feeling. I grinned too. And we suddenly <laughs> laughed. Whitney and I left the evening without saying anything to anyone. Most of the night, we ate pizza and chatted. It turns out, we knew everything about each other. Our interests, favorite music, soap operas, and food. We used to use it as a weapon, and now it has become a topic of our friendly conversation. Naturally, we applied to the best college in the state and ended up studying there together. It's hard to believe, but we've become such close friends that I began to think of Whitney as my sister. This story ended with a very important discovery for me. Sometimes teenage feuds are just a thirst for attention, and your enemy may be your closest friend. Because in fact, your interests and views are very similar. Have you ever had a situation where your enemy has become a loyal friend or even a loved one? Write your stories in the comments. It'll be very interesting. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like, and share this video with your friends.